Zero. was a heavyweight battle here in Austin. But tonight, the man of the purple trunks won. TCU 17, Texas 10. <laughs> I love my man Brian Estridge, but that was a, a little bit of a, uh, like I can't help but envision Sonny Dykes in purple boxing trunks, you know, with no no shirt on out there in the middle of a ring. I don't want to see that vision. <laughs> TCU still unbeaten. They got by the horns in a game that was weird. Saturday, nobody could score in the first half, and then they almost gave it away late, and it was over, and then they almost gave it back. Uh, but they did it. They're still unbeaten. All right, let's take a phone call, and then we got to circle back to that TCU because that leads us into the rumble. But Roger in Fort Hood's got things to say. Good morning, Roger. Toby, how are you, man? You know, I'm okay, Roger. I'm with you. I'm in a tropical depression. Uh, this is just, uh, Toby, I want to believe in Brent Venables. I do, man. I absolutely love Brent Venables, the man. I am overly concerned at this point that we're finding Scott Price Frost ways to lose games. And this is only week year one. I, I, I told you last week my greatest concern now is when you look at the, in the future, and I know, I, you know, we, I, I guess, supposedly brought in, you know, the top ten class last year. I'm not sure I've seen any of that on the field. Not not within not making a dent anyway. Um you know, we lose our, no doubt we're losing our best players right off is this this season will expire wherever we end up on the dial, whether it's five and seven, six and six, seven and five. We will lose Eric Gray, we're gonna lose Harrison left tackle. I don't know about Wayne Morris. He's kind of been up and down. Um and then Braden Willis I, I would equate is our best players. I, I am I feel like I told TJ this on the, on the on the whole line there. I feel like the, the probably the biggest mistake I think in Venables' early tenure really isn't on the field. I think the failure to at least make a run. I know there are a lot of problems with, with Caleb Williams' father. I, I understand that. His helicopter parent obviously is all about what is in the best position, financial gain, and, and other things. And he ultimately decided to go back and run. I do feel like 
I don't know how much effort was put into retaining him. And I think it's going to be cataclysmic when you look at this season's a totally different season to get Williams quarterback. I don't, we, we can't look at it now and, and wonder different, but I don't think there's any doubt. If you take him off that USC team and put him on OU, I mean, when you, have you watched him at all? I'm sure you have, yeah. Toby, right? Have yeah. you watched him? I, I, it makes me want to cry. It's like I almost have a nervous breakdown watching the other night. You, you go, like him a lot more than our, I do. I, I love him. I think, he's a, I think he's the number one pick in the draft. You know, I think you're on the wrong side next. of the ball. I mean, I think that D- uh, Caleb Williams has had a better year, obviously, than Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel's had a pretty dadgum year statistically across the board. It's the defensive side of the ball that's the problem, the bigger problem anyway. Well, I think I, I'm not going to disagree with you defensively. We've been a major disappointment. I really thought Venables would at least even the keel out a little bit defensively. So that's been a very a big disappointment but, you know, a sign of a, a, a not a good football team, not a proxy bad team, is not being able to play any type of complimentary football. I thought yeah. defensively we actually played okay Saturday, and we, I mean we were we were, we, we kind of got on skates until you know, when it mattered. Quarter. Absolutely, yeah. No, no, but but they were good enough to win Saturday. But offensively, you can blame the conditions, but both teams were playing in it. We weren't good enough to, to win Saturday, and I think that's you know you miss. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure about the the, the field goal. You put the kicker in a weird position there into the rain twice. But anyway, man, that's just my thoughts. I'm I'm trying hard here, man. Rogers, it's hard for Rogers Hang in there. for me to be positive, man. But but we'll we'll, we'll see how this goes the last two weeks, man. All Thanks, right, Toby. see you, Roger. Yeah. I mean, what's the option, right? I mean, I, that's the part of my, like, I mean, what's the option? Believe and be positive. What are you, what are you going to, I mean, they're not, they're not going to make any changes, so. I, I don't know. My brain works different, I know, than a lot of people. Um, my wife and I have had this discussion many times, TJ. It's been one of the things we've had to work through in our marriage is I am a fixer. Tell me if you can relate to this at all. I don't know if you can or not. I'm just asking. If somebody shares a complaint with me or a problem, my brain goes to the, assumes they're asking me to fix it for them. Right. Otherwise, why would you be sharing with me that complaint or problem? So I go into, all right, how do we fix this? And one of the things we've had to talk through as a couple is there's a lot of times my wife is sharing with me a complaint or problem and just wants me to listen. Just listen. I just want to complain and gripe. I don't need you to try to fix it. I don't need you to do anything. Just listen and understand. And that is really, really hard for me to do. Does that make sense at all? Do you you guys have any kind of a, a relationship with that at all? Um, usually I help pile on. You're right. This sucks. Yeah. Oh, you would be great. My wife would love being married <laughs> to you. That's what she wants me to do. She wants me to just just agree with her that it's terrible and move on. And so I do. I've worked on it. I do. I I try, but it's not natural at all. Like I just immediately was saying, all right, well I'll fix this. I'll call them or I'll call that or I'll you know whatever. No 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 no. no. I don't want you to fix it. Just listen. And I think in in this situation, that's where my brain goes. A lot of people don't like that. We don't want any. We're not asking anybody to be fired. We just want to complain. Just listen. We're not happy. We just want to complain. We want to tweet our tweets, and we want to call into sports radio. We just want to complain. Well, that must mean you want somebody to be fired. No, no, no. We don't want anybody. We just want to complain. Okay. But that's hard for me. Like, what, what do you want to do about it? We don't want to do anything about just it. We want just to want to complain. complain. Yes. 
it doesn't compute in my brain. Like I don't, I don't. That doesn't work for me. That part's broken your brain. I would never do that. I would never complain just to complain. That's the healing nature of your father, probably in you, big time. So he's there to fix things and to help people. You grew up with that. Yeah, that's what people come to him yes. with problems that he fixes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't know how we got going down that sidebar. Um, let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk Rumble. I know this is going to be a painful subject. Not. If you need to step hey, aside for a moment, hey, you can. No comment, all right? There's no comment out of our camp. <laughs> uh, Ref Royal Rumble this week. Uh, what's that popping? Well, maybe I'll turn that off there. Um, so here's what we had this week. Um, we had three different contestants that had four-point weeks. Josh Helmer had a four-point week. He got his lock, Iowa. His upset was TCU. Travis Davidson had a four-point week. He, his lock and his upset were TCU. And Parker Thune had a four-point week. He did the same thing, lock and upset, both TCU. Two of us had three-point weeks. Drake Dyken had three points. He hit his upset this week with TCU. Same for me. I hit my upset with TCU. I did not hit my lock. I had Tulane for my lock this week, and uh, that was a swing and a miss. And then one person got one point this week, and that's you, TJ. Your lock was TCU. That hit. Your upset was Ole Miss, and that was looking good for a while. And then Nick Saban kept him out of the end zone at the end. Uh, So one point for you. One, two, three, four of our contestants took goose eggs this week. Blake Steely did it to himself. With a last-second change, I'll get back to that in a second, he got a zero. Chris Plank, on the heels of a four-point week, took a zero this week. Teddy Lehman, who didn't get his pick into the 11th hour, took a zero, deservedly so. Tyler McComas took a zero as well. So your updated standings look like this. We have a new leader. Travis Davidson has taken over first place with three weeks to go with 21 points. TJ and the chairman have moved into second place with 20, just one point back. Mike Steely and yours truly tied for third with 18. Now Josh and Parker have moved up into a tie for fifth place with 15. Teddy Lehman sliding. He's slumping at the wrong time. He's down into seventh place with 14 points. Chris Plank in eighth place with 12. And two of our contestants have now officially been Mathematically eliminated, TJ. Tyler McComas and Drake Dyken tied for last place with eight points. They are too far back now. Only 12 possible points remaining. Tyler and Drake, the first two combatants to be mathematically eliminated. They are out. Now, let me take you behind the scenes a little bit this week. Uh... Teddy Lehman did not get his pick in until Saturday morning during the pregame show. Mike Steely made a last-second change on Saturday morning to his lock of the week, which missed. Both of those guys, by the way, took zeros this week that tried the uh, Saturday morning approach. This did not sit well with some people in our league. No, it's unacceptable. 
the good news is it didn't pay off for them. Um, all right, TJ, the chairman you said is not happy. No. Not happy with his father. Not happy with a certain uh, situation and how it played out. Um, the clip of it's TJ's fault is truly it's TJ's fault this week. Oh, no. From Monday, he told me, lock TCU, upset TCU. Tuesday, lock TCU, upset TCU, send it in, send it in. I didn't send it in. <laughs> then we got kind of busy with life. It's TJ's fault. Life started happening, and then Thursday yeah, night. That's true. Thursday night was not a good night in the household. I said, I got to send these in. And he said, send in my pick, TCU. I said, Toby's going to gripe if you do that. He's already well, sent that by in. By that point, let me just stop you. By this point, I have already made my picks. Yes. Early on uh, Thursday around right. uh, noon or so, I made my picks. Right. I said, he's just going to think you're picking that for him, even though you've told me all week. I was like, let's think this through. And I said, I think Ole Miss is going to beat Alabama. He goes, no, they're not. I said, I think they might. I was like, why don't you keep your lock? You'll still get a point for TCU. Let's go original so that if you play within seven, you get a point there. But they all miss out on the upset. And... We were neither one in the mood to be having this discussion Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, fine, whatever, do what you want. Mm. And so I sent in the pick that I wanted. It did not sit well with him for the next day and a half until kickoffs started happening. He was looking at spreads. He was talking about it's other TJ's games. TJ's fault. And his Nana and Papa took him for lunch to Vans noon, somewhere in there on Saturday. They were watching the game there and – kind of giving us a break at the house. We were watching the game at the house, just me and Katie. And um, He texts me, and he had been on – he had been watching the spread on Wake Forest, North Carolina for 48 hours. <laughs> North Carolina is going to win that game. It's sitting at four and a half, four and a half, four and a half, four and a half. Well, ESPN flashed it up there at five and a half. And my stepmom starts calling me from Vans, and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, your son needs to talk to you. Gambling change. And he goes, hey, make the change. North Carolina, upset special. I'm like, bud, we just looked. It's four and a half. He goes, it's five and a half. It's on the scroll right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I look on scores and odds, and I call him back or text him back. I said, man, it's only four and a half on scores and odds. It's what we go off of. I see the scroll. I know it's five and a half on ESPN. And that he couldn't comprehend. It's five and a half. I want North Carolina. Change your pick now. And I said, I can't do it, but it's scores and odds. So by then, the kickoff happened for Ole Miss at 2.30. (laughs) He is so mad at me. This is a disaster. Why didn't you change to North Carolina? And North Carolina wins, by the way, 36-34. They did pull the upset. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that Ole Miss game is playing out, and I'm like, please let them win. Please let them look good early. Ole Miss yeah, was looking great. Multiple times they were in front. And then Alabama does what they do in chip-chip, but then you're like, it's all right. Ole Miss can still win this game. The time on the clock's perfect, and they were just cruising down the field in that last drive. Chunks of yardage, 20-yard runs, 20-yard patches, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yes, they're going to win this with a last-second touchdown. I'm going to be a hero. And then, boom, that pass at the end falls to the ground, and I'm like, and then that Texas game plays out the way that it you gotta does. Got to face the chairman. And I will say, 
It's the bigger fight that me and my son, biggest fight my son and I've had in a long time. We've oh, had fights no. over the house and his room and a grade <laughs> or something. <laughs> he was all over me Saturday night to the point where oh, a lot of my emotions, like I said, towards other things were going on. And I said, I'm done with you. And I slammed his door and I stormed away from his room. And his mom looked at me when I walked into the bedroom and she goes, what are you doing right now? This is a stupid game. There is a lot more going on in this house. Go back in there. You are not leaving him to go to bed like this. And I said, no, he wants to be a jerk. He can be a jerk. So I go back in there and apologize. And I admit, it's my fault, dude. I made you change a pick you are more confident about than any other pick you have been all year because I was worried about Toby griping. He goes, who cares what Toby thinks? That's right. Who cares? So the next Boy. day, mm. we're still discussing it. We are on our way somewhere. I don't remember where. And, uh, oh, over to his Grammy's apartment. We're on the way to the apartment. And he's like, so what's the score? And I said, you're behind by one now. And he goes, oh, who, who took over first place? And I said, Travis. And he goes, by the way, who's this Travis guy? <laughs> who in the world is Travis? And I said, it's a good question, dude. That's a legitimate question. And he goes, I've never heard of this guy. Who is he? Is he even, does he even work there? And I said, yes, he actually does. And I explained to him what he does. He goes, so he's not even a real host? (laughs) (laughs) He said. Chairman has lost all control. He said, I'm fine if it was Mike. He's a real guy. I don't even know who Travis is. Yeah. And I uh, I just let him gripe, and I said, oh, that's great. I'm sorry, man. I'm like, I'm out of it. He goes, I am never again listening to you. You listen to my picks, wow. and we will finish this thing out. And I said, that's fine. I'm not giving any advice going any further. The last three weeks are on you, man. Wow. <laughs> we've we've mended fences. I think he's he... over it, but there's still a, uh, still a little uh, bit of a rough patch for Dad there, so. Something uh, very encouraging and discouraging. One, the kid is highly competitive. Right? Just a little, to that which his Nana off. and Papa were like, yeah, this kid. She goes, he's grabbing my phone at a barbecue place, mm-hmm. screaming, I need to call my dad. The spread's five and a half. <laughs> I am worried about uh, the future of that. And he's obviously on a massive power trip. So... <laughs> I am slightly concerned. He, he puts himself at a higher level than Travis. That's what I that's what I figured out. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, we gotta get that clip about Travis. Hopefully play it on uh, his show later this week. That's great. Uh well our break time, we'll be back. The T Row in the morning show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Wow. Some breaking news during that commercial break. Oh, really? I did not see that. I ran to the restroom. West Virginia has just fired their AD. Whoa, that's strange timing. Coming off a win. Uh, let's see here. Shane Lyons, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, Shane Lyons. Uh, he's been there AD since 2015. Rob Alsup 
has been named the interim while they search for a new athletic director. Hmm. How about that? Huh. Coming off a win over Oklahoma. Right. The first one ever. Right. First one, in, yeah, Big 12 play. Uh, something must be going on there, right? Scandal. Hmm. Wait for the scandal. Um. Okay, I got uh, some updated bold projections for you. You ready? Yes, please. Go ahead. I've actually got four of them for you today. Four different bold projections. Now, remember, the Sooners still need one more win, TJ, to become bowl eligible. I don't know if you've forgotten about I, this or not. I have not forgot about it because I got real worried about it Saturday afternoon. Uh, they got to either beat Oklahoma State this Saturday or beat Texas Tech, hopefully both, but they got to get one of them or their streak of 24, 24 I think, consecutive bowls will be over. Um, it's the second longest bowl streak in the country. I think Georgia's the one that's got a longer one. Georgia's going to make a bowl game this year, by the way. So uh, uh, I'm still questioning that. But we'll no, see. I think they're going to. Oh, I think okay. they are. All right, well, yeah, That's we'll my prediction anyway. All right, let's start here. Action Network. I don't think we've ever done this one before. This is uh, Brett McMurphy. The Action Network predicting Oklahoma is headed to the Liberty Bowl, December 28th in Memphis, Tennessee, where they will take on the Arizona Wildcats. Oh. <laughs> no good? Arizona's bowl eligible? Yeah, oh, who knows? It's amazing. <laughs> amazing that doesn't thrill me no doesn't, doesn't thrill, thrill you me. no okay. right. i don't I mind the report. bowl I... in the destination uh i got new i got news for you okay. yeah it's oh, not going to be uh good no matter what, what the right. matchup is right they're five and five and uh i'm with you there's none of these i'm not going to read that's going to be oklahoma alabama that's not happening all right all right i'll let that i'll let that dream go then. cbs is predicting OU will play on December 27th in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. That's the one in the baseball stadium in Phoenix. Against the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> they love that. They love that matchup. I, they, they, like, I think they just decided not to change yeah, any we're of sticking the to lesser this. bowls. Yeah, right. They're like, nobody looks at these anyway. Just leave all those the same. Just change the main bowls. College Football News is projecting. I feel like election night here. The governor's race in Montana is over, and John Dutton is the projected winner. Yes. No. The college football news is projecting. Have you ever seen anybody less excited to be a governor in your life than John <laughs> no, Dutton? By no, the way? he let us know several times. I don't. He's. I has my day off. I don't even want to be here. I haven't seen my horse in six months. Uh, all right, here we go. The guaranteed rate bowl is what college football news is projecting. That's the one at the baseball stadium in Phoenix. By the way, that kicks off at 915 at night. Uh, they are projecting Oklahoma versus Maryland. 915 at night. Yeah. Do they not understand the bedtimes? Stupid West Coast. And I got one more here for you. Two four seven. Two four seven is projecting OU to the Armed Forces Bowl. That's the one in Fort Worth. I like that. Against 
Air Force. I don't mind that at all. Now, here's the problem with that one. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. But I believe the Armed Forces Bowl is played on December the 22nd. It's early. It's one of the it's earlier before ones. Before Christmas. Yeah. So you have. Maybe that's. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's when it falls. But, you know, something supporting the military and having yeah. that match up. I don't mind that one Just at all. That was kind of cool. Go, drive down to the game for a lot of people. Yeah, sure. it's on December 22nd at Amon G. Carter Stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so all that's for your that preference. One. That's my of preference. The four I just gave you, OU Arizona and the Liberty, OU Wisconsin guaranteed rate, OU Maryland guaranteed rate, or OU Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl, you would pick the Armed Forces Bowl. Yeah, what time is that kickoff, though? That's a Thursday. 6.30. Okay. No, I'm good for th- with that then. <laughs> that hits all your... <laughs> Your bedtimes and uh, everything. Well, I, well, I was thinking maybe it was one of those afternoon games on a Thursday, and then it would interrupt all of our regular programming. I mean, the good stuff, news so. from a scheduling aspect there is it does, for the first time in forever that I can remember, it opens up the week between Christmas and New Year's. Like, we've always been traveling then right, to wherever we're going. So you would have uh, some time off between Christmas and New Year's. That'd be nice. But uh, December 22nd, I mean, whew. But, again... Hey, listen, at this point, the most important thing is to get bowl eligible so you can get those <laughs> yes, extra practices. Yes, that is the most important. Get the, all those youngsters some extra practice and all that kind of stuff. I, I One thing that um, Roger said that I don't know that I would necessarily wholeheartedly agree in is he was saying how the freshmen haven't – he hasn't seen any of the freshmen this year. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I think even on Saturday – uh, more and more you're starting to see, you know, Gentry Williams was out there on Saturday and uh, Javante Barnes was back out there on Saturday. I, I am a little surprised that we haven't seen more of Jaden Gibson this year, honestly. Maybe a lot surprised because I seeing him in preseason, I really thought he was going to be a big factor. But R. Mason Thomas played a lot. Um who else am I not thinking of? That uh, oh, oh, Robert Spears Jennings got in again Saturday. Had a couple of big hits. So now I haven't seen an injury report yet on Justin Broyles, but that did not look good. I I fear we might have seen the end of Justin Broyles' career on Saturday. It it had all of the indications of an Achilles. They say anything on the TV about that, Teach? Um, as far as what they uh, suspected it might be. Mm-hmm. Did, they, did they show anything that kind of gave it away? You, a lot of times if it's an Achilles, you can kind of see that tendon. Yeah, not that I remember. Mm-hmm. My frame of mind, to be honest, in Saturday's game may not have been completely there. So gotcha. Gotcha. I don't remember them saying anything, but um, that doesn't mean that they didn't. Yep. No, that's understandable. So hopefully today we get an update on him, and hopefully it's not the worst, but it certainly, uh, it certainly did not look good at all. Now, right, he, was break angry. Time. he was angry over it. He was angry, and he was also kind of going around firing up everybody else on right. the team. Right, Which a lot of times is kind of the, listen, I know I'm done, so go. I don't know. Could have read that wrong. But body language-wise, it looked bad. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com.
Well, I want you and um, you and the chairman to know that um, I hope I win. I would like to retain my title this year. But if it's not me, I hope it's you. I hope it's the chairman. I'm rooting for you guys. We've given each other a hard time as we've gone along here. But now maybe this will be the moment where you guys look back. You know how every season, championship season, TJ, has a tough patch to get through. Maybe you guys will look back at this past weekend as the tough patch. You guys are so good that even in the week that is a disaster, you still get a point. Like, I don't, I don't you know, you're still moving forward here. So. Right. Three weeks to go. This is I, anybody's game except for Drake and, and Tyler. They're out of it. But uh, I did have to answer questions when the uh, father-in-law and, uh, and Katie's stepmom got back from the barbecue restaurant. <laughs> the, the dad pulled me aside and said, this um." this betting thing like yeah how much are we talking here and i said it's not money like there's no money involved <laughs> he's not putting cash down and he goes oh okay he goes he kept talking about spreads and making his picks and he goes i thought he was i thought he was in some contest with money and i said no it's just bragging rights he goes oh so this is just his competitive side i go yeah he goes oh okay well that's that's understandable so. <laughs> yeah yeah He's going to, like, own a casino someday, and we're going to go, we saw it coming. We knew Should it. Have, we saw it coming. We knew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, good, good luck. Now, uh, you know, if I were you, I'd listen to whatever he says this week. I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen. He was right on TCU. He was dead on had he got that half point by uh, scores and odds on North Carolina. Um. He knows what he's talking about, and it's stupid. He has missed the last couple of weeks. That's what I told him. I was like, "Hey, dude, you haven't hit one in like two weeks, three weeks." And uh, he he fired back something at that, like uh, uh, as uh, reasons why, but you know, excuse making. Yeah, yeah, excuse making. <laughs> well, tell him to get his pick in before me this week, if he didn't want me. If he didn't want to worry about copying my picks or anything like that well that wasn't him worried about it it was me worried about it i'm like look he's and i shouldn't have worried anyway i wasn't going to be here friday i wouldn't have had to have listened to you Mm -hmm. and then teddy i'm like oh sure ted gets his in at four o'clock on a saturday nobody says a word to him well that's not true he just isn't on the show with me like i we gave him a hard time on saturday but i mean honestly like he's kind of fallen to the point here where not as worried about him you know, I mean, this is a – who is a realistically in this thing now? Well, Travis, the chairman, Steely, and you. Yeah. I mean, it's – Josh Parker and Teddy could all theoretically get sure. blazing hot and win, but it's yeah. going to be really tough. So, uh, yeah, Teddy Teddy got his pick in way late this week, but he got a zero. So, <laughs> karma. <laughs> karma. Anyway. Um, what else do we need to say about West Virginia, TJ? I don't know if we had a full you know, uh, uh, One text that I haven't got here, and it's, it's been sent in several times in different versions. People are curious about Brent's demeanor, like what seems yeah. to be his lack of fire on the sidelines, not the Venables we're used to of just kind of losing control and the, the, the red face yelling. Um, I know a lot of people brought that up, especially about – um, the non-penalty. He's too that, calm. Too calm for Brent Venables. And is that taking him out of his mindset and his 
in the way that he conducts, uh, you know, his coaching and things. So that's that was sent in like two or three times in different ways, and I've had that asked from people, like especially on that penalty that didn't get called on Saturday. Like, why wouldn't Brent Venables go racing across the field like we're used to and just chew into people? Let me say two things about that. Okay, one, I'm not watching the TV broadcast. So I don't know what the camera picks up and doesn't. The camera picks up moments and doesn't pick up other moments. I know that throughout the course of a broadcast, several times Chris or Gabe will report. Yeah, I thought Chris may be a better person to ask about that because he's down there seeing it. That BV is losing his mind right now. I don't know how many times I've I've heard that throughout uh, the the season, or you know during a commercial break he's overworking with the defense feverishly and red faced and all that kind of stuff. So. Sometimes I think that could be the camera catches, you know, at the wrong time, whatever. But I do think, and this is something that only years of hindsight will tell us. I, I think we're going to have to get four or five years down the line, and and this thing has been successful, and Brent's got this football program to a championship level, and we ask him to reflect back on his first season. I, I I would and it's I, it, in other words I don't think I could ask him tonight and he could answer this, but I do think there is a period of transition here for him and I mentioned part of this earlier from going from a hands-on all the time defensive coordinator worried about every call every play live it breathe it fire breathe it to I am now the head coach yeah. And how does that work, right? He witnessed Bob Stoops do this. Go from the defensive coordinator at Florida, live it, breathe it, every play, fire, breathe, and Bob Stoops at Florida, to a CEO. And I think he wants to also make that transition to where he wants to have a defensive coordinator in place that calls everything, runs everything, and Brent can just sit back and let let the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator do their thing, and he makes the big important decisions and runs the team. But they're playing so poorly on defense this year that he feels obligated that I got to help. Not only have I got to run things, I got to help. And so I think there's a lot of kind of just figuring that out there as well as figuring out sideline demeanor when you're the head coach versus a defensive coordinator what do you want your team to see i've also you know responsible for the there's a whole lot going on there that i don't know if it's been a challenge this year or we're just seeing a transition bob stoops at oklahoma did not look anything like bob stoops at florida when he went from defensive coordinator to head coach Mm mm-hmm and even Bob Stoops' early years Oklahoma didn't look like anything like Bob Stoops' later years Oklahoma from that aspect. So there's a transition that is taking place here that is part of the whole pro- – is it a problem? Is it costing the team? I don't know that I would say that. I have no idea. I don't know how anybody could say anything like that. But I will I will be interested five years from now if we get to the point where this has all worked and – and everybody settled into their roles to, to sit down on a Monday night at Rudy's and go, hey, let's go back to your first year. How weird was that to transition from 20 years of 
calling everything defensively to now be in the head coach and trying to, you know, make that transition. I, I, I look forward to that day. It is something that he's definitely working through, and you can you can tell that. I'll say this in closing about the West Virginia game. I think, unfortunately, this is a bad football team in what I consider a mediocre conference this year, and that worries me more than anything. I don't think this conference is as good as people wanted it to be three and four weeks ago. I think it's a bunch of average teams that are beating up each other and one team that's taking advantage of it I'm glad and you said sitting that. undefeated right now. Let me let me ask you this. Okay. How how did you feel about the two teams playing Saturday in on Austin? I saw So when I watched that game, I said Texas isn't very good. And I don't know that TCU is as good as their record. Okay. That, I'm glad you said that cuz I know that's what you think. And maybe you're right, I don't know, but the difference between watching the Texas-Alabama game and the Texas-TCU game fascinates me because one of them is Alabama, and they're in the SEC, and Texas plays them close in Austin. Everybody goes, oh, my God, holy cow, Texas must be good this year. Look at Texas. That's why they over-elevated Texas throughout this whole season, yeah. Texas doesn't play TCU even as close, and everybody's like, well, Texas isn't any good, and that means TCU isn't any good. And all that kind of... It's because two teams live in the Big 12, and one of them's like, oh, my God, they're an SEC team. This team must be unbelievable. Why? Why are you guys like that? Why do you watch the same game? One of them's got an SEC <laughs> team, and the one... other one's got a Big 12, and you go, well, these two Because one conference good. wins national titles and one doesn't. One team, well, but two it's teams one team, regardless of whether the rest of the the the, the uh, conference, so the rest is of junk, the conference gets a pass. You know, th- uh, after the third team, fourth team, whatever it is, is garbage. It doesn't matter. They're winning the championships. Their upper level is better than everyone else's. But can't upper level. you watch that game and and, and watch and differentiate between the two teams? I watched Ole Miss Alabama, and I said both those teams would beat TCU. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm my, that's, talking about. That's how my brain works Saturday. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you and a whole bunch of people watch any SEC game, any of them, and you go, man, even the picture's clear on this game. Look at this. Holy cow, the announcers are better, the picture's better, the teams are better, the uniforms are better, the crowd is better, the turf is better, the air is better. Unbelievable! Look at those uniforms. Did you Look see at the that sideline reporter? Sideline reporter. I, I got, I'm glad we're going into that league. We'll be back. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium sized businesses. Call 405 943 9800 or visit rkblack.com. Final segment. Crossover time brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. We welcome in now Chris Plank. So many things we could talk about here. Uh, so I'm just going to give Chris the floor. It could be OU football. It could be Colts Raiders. It could be flight home. It could be anything. Chris, what do you want to talk about in this segment today? I can't talk about the Raiders, Toby. All right. That's fair. That's fair. They're dead to me. How did you yeah. lose to a high school coach yesterday? Did he? Did Jeff Saturday ever even talk into his headset microphone? Literally, Saturday is it. probably the front runner for NFL Coach of the Year at this point. Go ahead. <laughs> but hey, it's amazing what happens when you actually play the better quarterback. Yeah, I mean that helps. Or, that helps. Or or, or 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 it's amazing what happens whenever you play the worst team in NFL history. But I digress. Um, <laughs> flight, I thought Flight Home was great. I, yeah. I love whenever I get an opportunity to be around you. 
um, and, and the crew. I hated that it came after a loss, obviously, but I think either a combination of I like sitting of in the, the back West. of the plane. I, I would be perfectly fine with those being our all-time assigned seats. Yeah, just put you and I with a middle seat open, and we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, we don't ask for much. But I never sleep on a plane, and I felt like I slept a lot on that plane. I'm intrigued when we get, you know, a couple days removed from West Virginia to truly go all in on the McAfee documentary, which I'm watching tonight. I'm so excited about okay. after Monday Night Football. All right. So, good thumbs up, though, right? You liked it? Yeah, I watched the John McAfee documentary on the flight home. Have you seen that one, TJ? It's a Netflix documentary. I don't think so. It's Ooh. about... John McAfee was the inventor of the McAfee antivirus. Oh, I almost started watching that one day, but no, I have not seen accidentally that. purchased, but no, have no way of knowing how to stop paying for it. That that thing, um, <laughs> and he is an absolute nut job. Yeah, and uh, so you were kind of right, Chris, about shattered himself. So he hired a film crew back when he was running from the law, oh, from, Vi- okay. from Vice, to come be on the lamb with him and document him being chased by you oh, know, whoever. Wow. Okay. A bunch so of different I- people he imagined were chasing him. Maybe it was real weight. Maybe it was I don't know. So th- all of this footage is from that film crew that was with him, but he did not like put together this documentary. Oh, okay. These okay. people were, okay. were like, we've just got all this footage behind the scenes of this guy. From, from these years that we spent with him, and they kind of document just what an odd duck he is. So it was interesting. I enjoyed it. And, yes, um, it has a conclusion, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Toby was happy. But uh, top top five worst weather environment I've been a part of. We'll, we'll get into <sighs> it next. No excuses, but obviously you okay? uh, frustrating time. You, got, you, have, you have a cold or anything today? You feeling okay? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just okay. – I, I, I can't believe the Raiders lost yesterday. Well, I'll get over that at some point. After what you were out in on Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you had come down with some sort of a walking. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Like I'm sure it's looming. Yeah. All right, Chris, have a good show today. See you, brother. Have a great day, Toby. We got Rudy's tonight, folks. 7 o'clock, the huddle. 8 o'clock, the Brent Vittable show. See you there. You can watch and listen tonight if you'd like. Have a great Monday, everybody.